Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is professional wrestling legend, Downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough to be on the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 80, and we are talking SmackDown Live from right here in Memphis, Tennessee, and all other things professional wrestling. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. And we are here to talk some professional wrestling. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. And check us out on uh, said Facebook. So, Dan, sorry, you're up. I'm off my rhythm. <laughs> I'm at One Dangerous Dan, and I'm Dangerous Dan Matthews on Facebook if you want to look me up there. Also, head over to OversellPodcast.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. Valentine's Day is coming up. Get her something sweet from Amazon.com. There's no extra fees. There's no hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you helping out this podcast by shopping on Amazon.com like you normally would. We have got a lot to talk about. I mean, (laughs) it feels like so much beyond just SmackDown being live from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, Let's. What do you want to start off with, Dan? Well, um, I'd like to hear a recap of what happened at the shows and everything. I, you know, I know we had y'all had a steel cage match with uh, Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. That was the main event. Uh, the show opened up with a cavalcade of people coming to the ring. It started with Shane McMahon, who made a big announcement that the Elimination Chamber is going to be a SmackDown pay per view coming up in the next couple of months. Um, AJ Styles came out and you know talked about how not only does he have to defend his title at WrestleMania, but now he has to do it at a, in an Elimination Chamber match, which I'm so excited I finally got to see AJ Styles live. The Miz came out, John Cena came out, and throughout it all, all the, came, the one thing that came out of it was a match between AJ Styles and The Miz, and man, I'm telling you, since the brand split, one of the biggest stars to come out of it has been The Miz. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he killed it last night on his promo. He called uh, what he he said. Uh, he, AJ Styles pretty much had a soccer mom haircut. I mean, it, <laughs> it, they had a great back and forth promo, and then they had a great back and forth match, and it ended with the fight getting a little close to John Cena, who's doing commentary at the time. And uh, he got you know, so one wrestler got thrown into him, and they started fighting, and both the Miz and AJ Styles eventually end up catch in an attitude adjustment, and that pretty much ended their night. After that, uh, let's see. I should have taken notes at the show, but I was having so much fun because, to me, SmackDown is a better show right now. What do you think? I, I, I will agree with you. I will agree with you. Um, it seems like, you know, Raw has been dragging lately. Um, you know, <clears throat> 
Yeah. For whatever reason, you know, um, you know that they they really have put a lot of effort into SmackDown no longer being the B show, mm-hmm. and it's working. And it's not only that. Uh, and, and when I say it's a better show, the writing it seems like is better. The storytelling is better. I think the matches themselves are better. We're getting fresh matchups on SmackDown. Baron Corbin is in the title picture. We haven't really seen anyone new interjected into the title picture on Raw. It just seems like the same stories week in and week out. And with SmackDown, you know, we had the James Ellsworth stuff. We had, you know, all the – we. It, it just seems like SmackDown is breaking new ground inside the WWE, to, at least to me. Call me crazy. It really is. Um, and, two, you know, I, I, I got to watch – uh, SmackDown uh, on, uh, I can't remember if I was at a bar or if I was at uh, a restaurant or something, but, uh, you know, it, 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 I like the, you know, a lot of people aren't liking like the crowd shots and the crowd reactions and shock cams, you know, it's just like, you got the crane cam that goes above the ring now and everything, you know, I, and I like that. I, do I like that they're grown changing the production around. You know, um, they've got to be different from Raw in some way, shape, or form, and that that you know, that really makes the production value stand out to me. You uh, know? I agree. It took and, me a minute uh, to win me over for the camera work, but now I think it, it it just it makes the show different from Raw because everything's not shot from either the same hard camera or uh, just one of the ringside cameras. It's it's just something different than Raw. Right. You know, and it, and it, you know, it gives them that different look and everything and that different feel, you know, and, uh, it is, it's just, it's, it's a different show. They wanted to make it a different show and it's been made a different show and it's got its own identity now. And it, and it's, you know, I hope they're learning from the changes they made to it as to how to make raw better and it's, and, and it's equal. You know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we're all raw is falling. Raw is kind of falling to the wayside. It really is. I, I agree. You know? I agree. <clears throat> um, next up, Nikki Bella came to the ring, called out Natalia, and they end up fighting in a in a merchandise booth right out on the floor. And right before it, I went to go get something to drink at a Mountain Dew, and I went back to my seat, and where I got my Mountain Dew was where they were about to fight. So if I was smart, I would have just stayed there, and I could have seen <laughs> Natalia up close and personal fighting with Nikki Bella. Yeah, you might have even gotten some camera time. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you never know. You never know. Uh, after that, Dean Ambrose came out and defeated Randy Orton, and we're seeing some uh, little bit of hostility with two between members of the Wyatt family between Randy Orton and Luke Harper, and Wyatt broke him up, and looks like he's siding with Orton, but he was not happy with either one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we got the return. Of the King's Court. I I saw this. Uh, I saw clips from this. Dolph Ziggler and, uh, seemed you know, this... very hard to interview at first. Wasn't answering a lot of questions. And then it's surprising that they brought up the, the hot Lawler's heart attack night. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, Dolph Ziggler was in the match and gave him those elbow drops. And uh, it ended up with Lawler eating a super kick. And then the... JBL went to check on him and tripped over a cord or something, and he pretty much ate some, ate some mat when he uh, when he slipped over the commentary. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so, what were whatever what were you saying about King's Court? You saw some segments, and I, I saw a clip of it. I saw where he super kicked him, and uh, a lot a lot of people were giving uh, Dolph some heat for kicking him in the chest. You know. Yep. Because uh, he actually didn't kick him in the face. He kicked him in the chest. Yep. 
and it, what was what su- what was funny was um the two guys sitting next to me wanted him wanted him to super kick Lawler. I'm like, "What the hell is wrong with you? You're betraying Memphis by saying you want to see Lawler <laughs> eat a super kick." Um but wrestling fans for you, man. Well, you know, it, it was great because I got to go to SmackDown Live last night with Mike, who couldn't be here tonight. Um, but we also got to go with Dreadhead Kev, who is, you know, one of the five-star squad. Really cool guy. So we got to sit with yeah. him all night long and watch a great show. I love SmackDown. Then after that, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship Steel Match. Alexa Bliss going over on Becky Lynch. It, I thought it was a great cage match. I, I enjoyed it. And... Bliss got a little help from La Luchadora, and La Luchadora came to the ring, and finally Becky was able to attack them both, finally get on a little bit of offensive, in which he takes the mask off of La Luchadora, who is laying in, or standing in the middle of the ring with a big sadistic smile on her face, none other than Mickey James. I thought it was awesome. Perfect. I mean, it was just, it was great. It was a great story they told in the ring, I thought. You know, they, Becky hit that little jumping on the ropes uh, kick that she that bounce kick she likes to do, and she hit that from like the top rope, and she held on the cage, gave a little bounce, and gave a hard kick to Alexa Bliss, and then into, that led into a T bone suplex from the top rope. I mean, those ladies laid it all out. I th- it, it was just I thought it was a very fun cage match, and it was a very fun night for SmackDown Live. Mm-hmm. So, when well, I guess you'll have to if they ever come to Gatlinburg. Or that in that area, you have to give us a lot. <laughs> they probably they they come to they come over into Virginia a lot, um, uh-huh. like kind of Richmond and uh, areas like that and everything. Um, they, you know, they 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 come over into this area, but it's it's generally either Knoxville, Richmond, or somewhere over in North Carolina, close. Mm-hmm. So, right. I've got I've got my choice of where to go to see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's. To me, and we I've said it before, and I'll say it again, SmackDown, I'm not saying SmackDown is the A show for the WWE, because it's not. Raw still is. I will say SmackDown right now is the better show. You know, they have mm-hmm. a lot of, I think they took a lot of the, a couple of the NXT writers and brought them onto SmackDown Live at Triple H. Seem, mm-hmm. He seems to be more involved, I think, with the SmackDown side as opposed to Vince, and that's why the product is a little bit fresher, and you're getting better matchups and stuff, and uh, it, it's just it's just a little more fun to me on the raw brand. The raw brand just seems a little derivative, like I can't even say derivative right now. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Yeah, yeah, say that five <laughs> times fast. Uh, other big news in the WWE. Uh, this got me super excited. We got our first announcement for the WWE Hall of Fame class for oh, 2017. Yeah. And it, I mean, I th- I am really excited that this guy is going to be involved in the WWE. You know, he's going to be involved in some stories, and he's going to get hope. Maybe he'll even get one final run in the WWE, and that's Kurt Angle. Dan, what do you think? Man, uh, first of all, I want to congratulate WWE for pulling off a surprise on me because that was definitely a surprise. I was not expecting that, um, <clears throat> and I don't think anybody else was either, including Kurt. Until he got the call Monday, <laughs> so but uh, you know it it uh, it is very well deserved, you know, um, and I really hope this leads on to uh, 
Kurt actually coming back into the WWE for a final run. I, I just um, I have know. that sneaky suspicion you're going to see him as a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble. I just have I that. would love it. Oh man, how bad would I mean? I'd jump off the couch. I would scream for joy if I heard that. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I mean, just last night at the show when they played um, that, um, just played the clip and you heard that music, the whole crowd was still doing You Suck. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it is just great. What's your favorite Kurt Angle moment? Him and Shane uh, McMahon. Oh. Was it King of the Ring that year where he was just throwing him through the plate glass windows they and stuff? They beat the hell out of each other that night. I mean, literally, because uh, Shane was like, he he didn't go through one of those windows at first when he did a belly to belly and he landed right on the back of his head, just kind of slid down the window. Yep. And that was, whew. well, and you know, <laughs> cause you can hear, you can hear on the, on the video, there's not too many times you can hear the back of somebody's head hitting concrete mm-hmm. and you can hear it on the video of him doing it. I mean, that just, yeah, it's a sickening thud, you know, but that, that whole match, I mean, they did like a Kurt angle, you know, they did a, a, uh, Olympic suplex off the top. Uh, I forget off what he called it. Off a table off the top rope. The angle slam. Well, it was off of a piece of plywood, I yeah, think. That's it wasn't it. even yeah, a yeah. table. Uh, the angle um, slam. Yeah, angle slam. Uh, angle slam, he did it off the top rope uh, on a uh, piece of plywood. He was standing on a piece of plywood that was on the top rope and did an angle slam. And I thought that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Uh, but you know them throwing each other through the windows and everything else—that was crazy too. So, and, and you know, <clears throat> the crazy and any even crazier thing is that was his either second or third match of the night. I mean, he had two King of the Ring matches that night. On top of that, brutal ass kicking of a match. I mean, to, that's a great credit to the toughness of the man and his, uh, you know, how in shape he was at the time. I mean, to wrestle three times in the night and the other two matches were just as intense just not as probably barbaric as that match was, but it says a lot about the toughness and how in shape Kurt Angle was at that time. Uh, I, I've got a uh, I've got a trivia question for you, but not really a trivia question because it's not trivia question time yet. Yes, but, yes. Um, here's, here's a little trivia question factoid for you. Um, you know, Kurt Angle actually started here in Memphis. Yep. You know, on Power Pro Wrestling. And when he came out, um, the first time he came out, he... Uh, wrestled a masked wrestler, gave him the belly-to-belly suplex and pinned him in probably 10 seconds. Okay. And his first match out. Okay. Take a wild guess who was under the mask. Dangerous Dan Matthews? No. <laughs> that would have been too was, easy. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would have been cool, but uh, no. Has it, I'm going to need a hint. Has he been on this show? Yes. Okay, he has. Alan Steele? No. Hmm. Dustin Starr? No. Derek King? No. Gee, downtown Bruno? No. <laughs> okay, you'll have to tell me. <laughs> Kevin Lawler. Oh, wow. So he got a <laughs> oh, that's that's a great story. I never would have guessed Kevin Lawler. I didn't even know he wrestled. I thought he was just always more of a behind the scenes guy. Yes. And I there's a video clip of it on there somewhere of uh Kurt Angle's debut on Power Pro Wrestling and he he literally pins he he, one belly to belly suplex over the head. He pins the guy in ten seconds. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyone listening, yeah. I want to know what your favorite Kurt Angle is. You can tweet it at Oversell Podcast or on the Facebook page, facebook.com dot com slash Oversell Podcast. My moment has to be the milk truck. 
that was probably one of the funniest damn things mm-hmm. that to ever see, you know, mimicking the beer truck, but having a, how much milk do you think it took for them to have a, be able to shoot it out of a fire hose? Oh my God. <laughs> and I think, I think that was worse than a beer bath because it smelled really badly and it was probably all sticky. And Can and, you imagine? Well, let me, let me put this picture, picture in your head, you know, uh, cause you know, Bruno, He's our, he's the head concierge of yeah, and, WWE and from behind the scenes and everything. I got to see and him he, last night. I got to talk to him and say, "Hey, oh yeah, I, I stopped. You did? I, yeah, right, I cool. stopped him real quick. I just I, I I said, Bruno, it's good to see you." And he said, "Good to see you." I asked how your throat's doing. He said it's about the same. And he said, "Say hi to your dad for me." So at least he remembered who I was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I got he to see him. He remembers people. Yeah, he was. He a, remembers people. I like Bruno. Is grade A in my book. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Imagine but, downtown but Bruno. Can you imagine them going up to Bruno backstage before the show and going, we need to get a hold of a truck that can hose down the ring with milk. <laughs> uh, all right, boss, uh, let me see what I can do. I bet, I, I'm sure I know somebody. Can you imagine that? that you know, like, in, he just, he, I, I can't imagine the gears turning on that one. You oh, know? man. That's something they had to have planned out a week in advance. That's not something you can just get the day of a show. Yeah, I, I don't think it's something to do. <laughs> But, get the day of I mean, you know, that's, that that would have had to have been specially made and everything else but man i couldn't imagine <laughs> but that would be my favorite moment you know another some other great curtain uh, when uh he brought in the world's greatest tag team with sheldon benjamin charlie haas oh yeah really enjoyed those guys uh even when he was kind of doing the goofy thing with stone cold steve austin where they're trying mm-hmm. to buddy up to vince mcmahon the most and He's singing Jimmy Craig Corn. Oh, that, that was <laughs> such bad singing, but it, but it was still hilarious. It, it it gives credit to Angle. He get whatever they gave him to go with, he went with. I think one, oh, one yeah. of the, one of the first Kurt Angle appearances I can remember on television was um, Tiger Ali Singh came out and he would pay Americans to do degrading things to America, and he was going to pay Kurt Angle, who you know they're building up the whole. He's an Olympic hero, blah, 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 go America. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was going to pay him like $500 to pick his nose with the American flag. And he took the $500 and the guy turned his back and he picked his nose with whatever flag Tiger Arley Singh was a, you know, was a country or was a citizen to. And mm-hmm. then when he did, he came, went after Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle did like this big hip toss, took him down, beat him up real quick. And I mean, it was, that was the very first Kurt Angle. And then he disappeared into Memphis for a little while to get honed up on his craft a little bit. Mm-hmm. Any more favorite Kurt Angle moments? Um, the Well, I can tell you the, first, the the best match I ever saw live was him and AJ Styles at the uh, DeSoto Civic Center oh, wow. when it was the DeSoto Civic Center. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the Lander Center now. Yeah. But uh, yep. TNA had their Slammiversary pay-per-view. And I got to see AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle live, and that is absolutely, positively the best match I've ever seen live in my life. It was incredible. Um, AJ AJ beat Angle that night, but both those guys, I mean, they went full throttle the whole time. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I can imagine that'd be something great, and that's something we could possibly see with with um him coming back into the WWE, maybe one of his final matches, he'll want it up against somebody like AJ Styles, a guy he knows how to work and who can, who's probably safe and knows what Angle can and can't do. Um, but and it would be a great matchup. I think him and Samoa Joe. There's a possibility for that. I mean, there's 
if we're going to get one more match out of him, there's plenty of guys to get one final great match out of him. Mm-hmm. How much? And if he were, if he works out where he's got a lax schedule and stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we could see some just totally top-notch matches that would just blow anything we've previously seen out of the water. You know, because if you give the man time to rest up and you don't give him a full schedule, yep. You know, especially somebody like Kurt Angle. Oh my God! <laughs> One of my, I think uh, two matches I can remember really just being blown away by. Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. And the other one was Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. My God. They had they had like a uh they had like a three or four match series, didn't they? With uh, the third match. The third match was at WrestleMania. It started uh, I at Royal. Say they had like Royal Rumble well, and no, the pay per view in between the, and then No, the story at the WrestleMania for the Royal Rumble was Shawn Michaels eliminated Angle. And then Angle came back in and got Shawn Michaels eliminated, and that kind of set off the story in between them. I can't remember what really happened in between, except for we mm-hmm. got the the greatest song ever invented in I'm Just a Sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. <laughs> I'll make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. <laughs> and the best part about it was since it was Sensational Sherry doing it with him, which was, you know, that, it was just hilarious. And that yeah. match, though. And then, of course, he turns on Sherry and puts an ankle lock on her. Yep. And and you know that that was great storytelling. That match at WrestleMania was just perfect, man. I mean, it had great. It started slow with the guys feeling each other out, and chain wrestling and stuff, and then you know picks up near the end, just like any great wrestling match should. And it was just incredible match. Probably one of my favorite WrestleMania matches with Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. As much as I hate to say that, because I don't really dig Shawn Michaels. Of course, we had uh, Brock and and Kurt that one year oh, in the main God. event, where Brock's face was part of his face was left on the mat from trying to do yeah. a shooting star press. <laughs> Kurt Angle saw him coming and said, "Fuck no!" <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brock. Oh man. Well, that you know, <laughs> I think he learned his lesson. Don't do a shooting star press. That's not for guys your size. Now he had done it before. Yeah, he had done shooting star presses when he was over in OVW and uh, you know training in the you know. Um, I don't know if he was ever in Smoky Mountain, but uh, I know when he was in OVW, he did a shooting star press, and uh, because everybody wrote about it on the internet when he you know, did it. And when Brock was when Brock was in OVW, I want to say that was when Dustin Starr and Derek King were up there too. And Derek King actually has a win on Brock Lesnar. I was, I was just about to say that Derek King <laughs> has a pin over Brock Lesnar. Yes. How crazy is that to say? <laughs> yep, he's got a pin on him. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm I am so excited uh for Kurt Angle being back in the WWE. I think it's great for the Hall of Fame. It's it's just a, just a great addition. Um it's going to be great to see who inducts him. I have a feeling I think he said he wants Stone Cold to induct him, which I think is going to be great. Oh um, yeah. And I'd love to hear some of the stories that Kurt Angle may be able to tell. So mm-hmm. it's going to be great. Uh here's something I want to get into. I would like to discuss with you, Dan. Okay. Over the weekend, Jimmy Snuka passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know, we know about the back. We know something wasn't right with the dance of, or the the death of Nancy Rodriguez. I think was her name or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, don't remember I know her, her name, name was I'm Nancy. I know it was Nancy. Um. So after WWE's passing, you know they're putting out tweets and they're saying this, that, and the other. Rest in peace, Jimmy Snuka, and blah blah blah. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them saying 
you know, doing a little quick graphic before the show. I'm fine with that, but I think doing a video package showing Jimmy Snook as being this great hero and stuff like that may have been uh, just a little bit of bad taste. What do you think? Not really. Um, someone with the history of Snooka, you, you can't really just push it to the side and pretend it doesn't exist. I'm not, you know, um, well, like that's what I, I, that's what I think that, that you're the graphic saying in, uh, you know, what they did before the show, they didn't even do a 10 bell salute, but just putting up on the screen, Jimmy Snooka and night, whatever year to 2017. I think that covers that side of it. Mm hmm. My problem was them doing a complete video package, mm-hmm. and I, I just think that's kind of in bad taste with the case being reopened and then, you know, being, there's a difference between being innocent and being unfit mentally and physically to stand a trial. Mm-hmm. That's my thoughts. Well, you know, um, if the man only had, and he, and he literally passed away within a month didn't he i mean he 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 got declared mentally unfit and then like a month later passed away didn't he yes so okay mentally i think and there's a there's a physical to it as well mentally and physically unfit to stand trial so yeah but you know well that's that's it's a kind of an up in the air thing, right? You know, yeah. and it and it's it's a question of you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. It is, that, yeah, and I, I that I, know, I get, and, I get that. Yes. I I would rather if if I was the WWE, I would have done exactly what they did. Okay, and here's why: they have they have Jimmy Snuka, who's a legend, who they constantly use footage of who they've always used the footage of him dropping jump jumping off the steel cage onto Don Morocco at Madison Square Garden that was the first ever cage jump period mm-hmm. and you know they can't wipe that away from people's memories you know the whole Chris Benoit thing you know we we can jump into that just just a hair <clears throat> There's all kinds of conspiracy theories and, you know, which are, that aside. Which, which some of those are just complete, like Kevin Sullivan and his band yeah, of devil worshippers did it. Like, that. That's, yeah, don't be dumb, that, people. I, I don't, you know, <laughs> people people want to believe what they want to believe, you know. That's right. That, you know, that's true. That's true. But, you know, we we want to we be able to, like, you know, I, I can look at, I can watch Chris Benoit wrestle, but, you know, can I condone what he did? Absolutely not. Agreed. Agreed. You know, but at the same time, I don't think I don't think Chris was in his right mind when he did what he did. Correct. So, you know, I think he was suffering from a heavy concussion syndrome and everything else. Now back to Snuka. No, he was he was ailing. He's at the end of his life and everything else. He's got all these health problems. He's you know, ment- mentally maybe having a problem too. You know. So he could very well be in the same condition as Chris Benoit is when he did what he did, you know? Nah, well, see, so, that that I'm going to disagree with because I think this was back in the 70s or the 80s. and Well, I'm talking about like right now. Oh, okay. You know, okay. I'm, not, I'm not talking about back in the 70s or 80s. Now, what happened in the past, he was he was acquitted, you know? He didn't, he didn't, I, he, he got never, out of it. He whatever, was never acquitted. You know, happened. He was never acquitted. 
He was never acquitted. Okay. But see, I haven't done a whole lot of research on this. So, (laughs) so, but the whole, the whole, my whole point is, is like, he's got a lot of history with the company. He's got a lot of history with WWE. Tamina, his daughter is still under contract, you know? So, I mean, you, and, you know, with the rock tweeting out and showing his support and stuff that tells you something right there too, you know? Because, you know, he had support from The Rock. He had support from, you know, all the Samoan entity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's there, if you don't mention Snuka, you take a chance at angering the entire Samoan dynasty. That's the Head Shrinkers. That's Rikishi. That's Roman Reigns. Uh, that's The Rock. That's... His mom, that's Rocky Johnson, that's, you know, you. I can sit here and go on and on and on and on and on, you know. Um, you take a chance at angering an entire branch of the wrestling community, basically, by not, you know, taking tribute to Snuka and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a fine line to walk for WWE, mm-hmm. but they chose to kind of step to one side of it, push that history out of the way of you know what he did in the 70s and you know move along you know and you know i i agree with what they did you know they they gave him you know they gave him the graphic before the show they gave him the video package you know and that's it that's probably all you'll see of it yeah and i don't they didn't do anything as far as in the arena during smackdown live Mm-hmm. Last night, I I haven't been able to go back and watch it on TV yet. I've got it recorded, so we'll, I'll go back and see if they did it. Then I just it it's like you said, it's a very, very, very slippery slope as to far as to what may happen. I mean, you have to feel bad for Nancy Argentino's family mm-hmm. uh, because you know they never received any sort of justice in losing their family member, so. It's like you said, very slippery slope. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. They did it. It's over with. It's just. And see, it's like you said. They didn't have everybody come out for a 10-bell salute or anything like that. They did that when Piper died. Yep, they did it for Dusty Rhodes, too. They did it for Dusty Rhodes, you know. They didn't do that for Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. Because that's, you know, they were walking that line. They didn't want to step too far over that line. They went a little bit over the line with the video package. They didn't want to go all the way over the line. <laughs> yeah, I really like, okay. I, I think there would I would have had a major problem if they did a Tim Bell salute. But that's mm-hmm. just me personally. I you know trying not to. Uh, I don't want to tick anyone off by what I'm saying. I hope they see my side of it or my thoughts on it. I just I just think it, it, it's it's just I'll say it again. It's just a very slippery slope. Mm-hmm. So and it's a diff it's a difficult um, situation, you know. It's a difficult situation to even comment on unless you do a lot of research into it, which I probably will. You know, I'll mm-hmm. probably, you know, if I if I get a minute, I'll probably Google it and see what all, you know. But there's all kinds of personal opinions out there and everything. And I've seen some people make some comments on Facebook that, you know, I'm glad I've deleted them off of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, <clears throat> 
And I, I just, just you, you know how you glance at, you can glance at people's stuff and see other people that you've deleted in the past, and oh, yeah, that's why I deleted that person. <laughs> 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 oh, I remember now. All right, yeah, that's why you're not on my page anymore. All right, cool deal. So no. <laughs> So I do feel bad for the family, uh, the Argentino family. I feel bad for them. You know, it's, it, you know, it's a difficult situation to comment on in any, you know, in any way of looking at it, in any point, in any viewpoint you have, it's a difficult situation to comment on and actually, you know, not get some sort of opposite response out of, because, you know, the, the wrestling community is really, really, really divided over, you know, what happened, you know, and what did, what really happened and what Snooka says happened. And, you know, it's, there's a division kind of right, right down the middle of the wrestling community, 50, 50 on it, you know? So, and there are people that, you know, in the, in the even in the private group that I am in on Facebook and everything, uh, there are people in that group that just, you know, railed on Snooka, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I was just like, wow. Okay. I'm, I need to read up on this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's looking like um, now that the recent UK tournament just finished up, which I've heard I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I'm going to try to get into it this weekend, and I'll talk about it next week. Um, but the WWE has pretty much announced that they're going to be start looking for uh, women to do a tournament on the WWE Network, and I'm loving this kind of content. What do you think? The yeah, yeah. So, um, and there's wasn't there another thing that they said that they were going to try to uh, get some it was like an independent company from uh, Britain um, like I- ICW, ICW or something like yeah, that Insane Championship Wrestling yeah uh, they were going to start producing weekly, show, weekly shows for the network or something like that yeah it's going to be great and um, I'm just thinking of some of the women hopefully that they can grab for this tournament you know, I think you almost have to have Leva Bates involved. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon. Andreas. I saw a picture of Leva. Uh, who is the gorillas that are in New Japan? I the forgot. Goril- the gorillas of destiny. The gorillas of destiny. That's Which, right. You know who those I guys s- are, don't you? Uh, no, I don't. One is Tanga. I'm going to get their name. Tama Tonga. He is the adopted son of Ming. And oh, the wow. other one is former WWE saw uh, superstar Camacho, and he is Tonga Roa. <laughs> but, dude, they I love the Gorillas of Destiny. They are a badass tag team over there in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, man. It, I was watching clips of them the other day cussing, and it was hilarious. Yo, so you watched the, you saw the clips from the Wrestle Kingdom 11 match they had? Damn you! Yeah. <laughs> I hate you, mother... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, it, it was Getting great. Chopped but, cousin right back at the guy. So you saw Leva Bates was dressed as him. Um, she was wearing a, um, I think she was wearing a Bullet Club shirt and was standing in between them. I saw a picture of her. Oh, that's awesome! I know she at, for at a recent show she did Kenny Omega as well. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm 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 almost sure they have to get her in it. Uh, Amazon Andrea signed with NXT, so I'm sure she's going to be in it. You've got mm-hmm. Ember Moon in NXT. You got a lot of women in M- NXT now. Heidi Lovelace, um, other women out there. Oh man, who who else could they? Some independent. You know, I'd love to see them reach out to somebody like Heather Patera. Mm-hmm. I, I know you'd love to see that on the on. The, I would love to see Miss Natural uh, on the, uh, in an independent tournament. 
you know, my favorite woman, one of my favorite women's wrestlers, the great Cheyenne. I think they'd have to get try to get her on the show, get mm-hmm. get her involved with it. Uh, let's see, you know, I, there's a lot of indie women. I'm, I think uh, Rebel is in TNA, so she's probably not going to be involved. Uh, yep. Um, <clears throat> you know uh, the chick from. And what about that news? You know, we we gotta we gotta mention uh, Jeff Jarrett getting back in the good graces of TNA and coming back into power too. Yeah, and I, I really hope that works out for that company because WWE need still needs some competition, and mm-hmm. let's just hope that's what it leads up to because. Him and Dutch, Man- Dutch Mantel, you know, they're going to have that old school mentality of a booking. So who's who's hopefully who's see- we're going to see how that goes. But you know, they also have to go into this new style to where you know it's pre-recorded gimmicks like they're doing with Matt Matt and Jeff Hardy. You know, the itchweed stuff or stuff mm-hmm. from the Hardy compound and stuff like that. So you kind of have to blend that old school way that they're probably going to do things with this new school way of, of filming a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think Jeff is the originator for TNA. He was He's the original mastermind behind it. If he can get some good talent, which he has some good talent already in his pool, mm-hmm. um, you know, if he can get some, uh, if he can get some good uh, writing behind that good talent, which TNA hasn't had good writing in years, um, you know, if he can get some good ideas and everything behind that, I mean, the sky's the limit, you know, because mm-hmm. TNA was given when they first started and I was watching them, they were given WWE a run for their money. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Well, you also had talent like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's a lot of great talent in that company. And then you have Dixie come along and I, I Dixie was the, I think the big problem for that company. Dixie was a huge problem for that for that company. She was somebody who wanted to be involved in wrestling, but just didn't know how to be. Yeah, it sounds like you know? kind of like when um, Eric Bischoff talked about, you know, Kevin Nash came up to him and said, "Hey, I want to be a booker." Okay, you're a booker. Okay, what do I do now? <laughs> well, you go book shit. All right, cool. I'm gonna go book stuff. Okay, go book stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. <laughs> That didn't really help out WCW back in the day either. No, it did not. Uh, looks like <clears throat> Jerry Lawler is going to be commentating the Royal Rumble match this year, which is really yes, exciting. Yes, I, I read that. Yes, that so that'll I'm be good. Really excited to see that. Uh, Michael Cole may be transitioning off of TV into more of a backstage role, which that is going to be interesting to see how they fill fill his spot on commentary. I mean, I love. I think I do. I enjoy Corey Graves more on commentary. Byron Saxton, I think, is still not that great, in my opinion. Yeah, I I love Corey Graves. Um, Morrow, he's doing Morrow's, great. Morrow's badass. Yeah. Yeah, I love Morrow. <laughs> Morrow Morrow gets a little too cliche for me sometimes. Mama you know, mia, mama mia, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, back in New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, I see what you're saying and there. He he does. He he kind of turns into a cliche of himself at times, but it's he still he still keeps my attention. You know. Um, um, let's see. Uh, I do. I I enjoy uh, Austin Aries when he commentates the cruiserweight matches. Yes, I do like yes. him. Yes. Um, David Otunga can go walk off a bridge. 
Mm-hmm. Otunga, uh, to me, Otunga and uh, Byron Saxton, they just aren't ready for a mainstream television show. They need a lot of work commentary-wise. I, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, and it, it shows because if you watch a show, you don't hear them comment except for every other comment between the two other commentators. <laughs> Did you yeah, see this? No, I mean, like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, like, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, Michael Cole and Corey Graves will be having a conversation and all of a sudden, oh, what did you think about that, Byron? You know, (laughs) there's a third guy here. Did y'all remember? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you hear about this thing with Randy Orton this weekend? I did hear about it and I have I have my serious doubts that that actually happened. I really do. I mean, you know, Orton's really not saying it didn't happen. He just—he uh, did say that he—he he just Orton in, involved in altercation with a friend. And uh, let's see. Uh, uh, there's just, there, if you I I got a I got a second story well, where pay- there was a guy um, that was at the same gym and he got a picture, no problem, and you know. Well, well he did say um, apparently so, I heard a fan's feelings when I told him to f off at the gym yesterday. That's news, been happening for 15 years. Mhm. I paid to train in between every set I can't take pics. He needs to suck it the f up and go to the gym to train and not be a fanboy. So he's not really denying that it actually happened. It sounds like it did happen. It sounds like it did happen. It, did, it you know, but at the same time, there's gym etiquette. Uh, what the man do is work out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, catch, him, catch him as he's walking to his car in the parking lot. You I, know, you know when when uh, a long time ago when WWE would come, we'd always go to Hooters afterwards because none of us had to be at work at seven o'clock in the morning the next morning, so we could go to Hooters or and just get something to eat after the show and maybe see wrestlers come in. We never really bugged them because they're there to eat, and but it was still cool mm-hmm. getting to see them. But we. You know, we we would I, I technically, but a lot of times we've left them alone. Now, if it's like a, I understand if it's like at a public event and they're there to take pictures and stuff, you damn right I'm going to get a picture with you. Back when uh, Memphis wrestling was hot and heavy, um, was still doing the Power Pro days and everything. I ran into uh, Rodney and Pete Gas at the Mean Street Posse at uh, Jason's Deli on uh, Germantown Road, and uh, <laughs> I just kind of looked up and was like. Main Street Posse just walked in. What the hell? <laughs> Very nice. Did you talk to him at all? No, I didn't talk to good, him. I just good. left him alone. But, you know, I thought it was cool seeing those guys out. Yep, I agree. Uh, let's see. Any more big news we need to come go over? Cody Rhodes versus Dalton Castle announced for Ring of Honor the experience on February 12th. That'll be a hell of a match. Man, Cody Rhodes is on a roll. You think so? His new what Japan a what a was... hell of a year for Cody Rhodes. He's been on WrestleMania. He's been, you know, Wrestle Kingdom eleven. Um, he did. I think it was final battle for Ring of Honor. Final um, battle for Ring of Honor. PWG. I mean, it, yeah, he's been on everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. His, his new Japan match was all right. I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't the worst match I'd ever seen, but he's just got to. Learn. He's still got to work himself out of the WWE style if he's going to go over to like New Japan and stuff like that because uh, he was throwing closed fist punches in his match and the ref kept getting on to him and finally kind of clicked for him like, oh yeah, I'm not in America anymore. I got to throw forearm shots instead of 
Close Fist mm-hmm. Punch. Have you gotten a chance to watch any of Wrestle Kingdom 11 yet? I haven't. I tried to get. Um, I tried to look for like uh, New World on the uh, web browser on my smart TV and everything, ah. and tried to get it pop up on there, but it did just wasn't compatible with my smart TV for some yeah. reason. The fact that the New Japan World, it, first off, to stream it, it's kind of difficult because you have to have an app and then have Chromecast and plug that in, and they don't have an an Apple TV app. That would be the greatest investment they can make was just a straight up streaming app on Apple TV. No, streaming app on any OS. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If they just made an app, period, they'd be all right. <laughs> yeah. Let me look through here and let's see. No, I think that's pretty much all the big news going on. You know, we talked to Kurt Angle, talked to little Jimmy Snuka, talked about SmackDown Live right here in Memphis, Tennessee. The crowd, I'm going to say this. I'm going to brag on the crowd last night. Uh mm-hmm. From the moment that show started, that crowd was just hotter than can be. Shane O'Mac got a huge chance to start the show. I think we were hot all night long. You know, when the match is in the ring, we may get a little quiet, but that's because we're actually watching the match. We're not there to take over the show with chance or anything like that. We want to see a good wrestling show. So you can kind of, I I don't know if you're going to call us a bad crowd for that. To me, I equate us kind of like a... Uh, a Japanese crowd to where you know the only ma- you'll the only time you'll hear stuff in a match is ooh or oh or you know you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> yeah you've yeah. been to wrestling shows in Memphis you know how I think we're I think we're a great wrestling crowd personally I know I'm a little biased yeah but I think I I think we're a good wrestling crowd we get loud when we need to we're quiet during the matches where the focus should be on the two guys in the ring not. And the guys trying to do a Bootios chant or something like that, you know. I just, I, I just think we're. I'm, I just like to toot our own horn, and I think we're just a great wrestling crowd. I wish, I wish more of the WWE crowd would attend more of the independent uh, shows around the area, and uh, you know, show their support for them. I really do. Speaking of which, I'm glad you said that. Um, MEW has a big show uh, this weekend. Let me pull up. Uh, Steel Cage is going to be there. You know, you know, Alan Steele and Bishop Cage are a tag team now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that would be a tag team that I would never fuck with. Let's see. <laughs> and you would be right, <laughs> dude. There is the scare. I think the scariest guy in Memphis wrestling to me is, um, is uh, Bishop Cage. There's something about that dude that just scares the I've wrestled shit up. Both guys and. Uh, I can tell you right now, nobody hits harder than the two of them. I can imagine. Let's see here. We've got Saturday, $10 general admission and $15 VIP front row. Starts at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7 p.m. Seats are going fast. Main event is Tattoo versus Dark Fury. Lucha Rules match for the MEW Supreme Championship. Then Sunday, Major League Lucha Wrestling, I'm going to guess is what that stands for, presents Lucha Underground superstar Brian the Machine Cage. Uh, general, general mission fifteen dollars twenty dollars VIP front row. They I love the Lucha Libre show because they get some top talent from the world of Lucha Libre. You get Antonio Garza, then you get these guys from Lucha Underground. They've had Taya down, come down here. They've had um, uh, Sexy Star. They've had Tejano. I mean, it's it's <laughs> a Pentagon Junior has wrestled in Memphis. I wish I could have made that card, but I just yeah, it's Pentagon Junior. Yeah. Oh, I love Pentagon Junior. That he is such a great wrestler. Just yeah. Um, but these matches are going to go down at uh, 
the 360 Bar and Grill in Memphis, Tennessee on Lamar Avenue. So, folks, if you're in the Memphis area, there's going to be some badass wrestling going on down there. Uh, Dan, did you ever work with a uh, Sarge O'Reilly? No, never got a chance to work for Sarge. He's going to be a part of this super show going on this weekend as well. I think he's All done right. some work with Del Tucker, who's been on the show. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he has. I think they were the best friends. Yeah. I want to say that's it. So I can't, I can't remember if I ever even worked on a show with Sarge. I want to say I didn't, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong. And he was mostly in the Osceola area, you know, Tuck, mm-hmm. probably Tuckerman, Arkansas. <laughs> I, know, I know he's, I know he's done some stuff with New Breed um, and Austin Lane and Sexy Sam Dollar and all those guys. Yeah. So. Well, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have our special guest join us for the trivia segment. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Can you feel it, sir? It's time for a little bit of wrestling trivia. It's that time, folks. <laughs> it is that time for a little bit of wrestling trivia, guys. I am you so tell happy. me to contain myself and try to contain my laughter, and then you play that. <laughs> I, 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 worked, oh I worked so hard on that. It was so much fun. Welcome back, to, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us for our trivia <laughs> segment this week is a very special guest. You've heard him. On the Matt Men podcast, alongside Andrew Zayn, we've got Rich, the Wild Man, Stambolian. Oh, I like that. What's going on, guys? Hey, and this time I'm able to hear you, Garage Band, able to hear you. We can actually use the audio you're going to help us provide now. Beautiful. All right, awesome. <laughs> Dan is asking uh, our question. Is he's the trivia master this week? So, Dan, I'm turning it over to you. All righty. Well, you know, we got we got Royal Rumble coming up and everything. And we had our we had our last uh, question was Royal Rumble related, so I figured we'd have this one Royal Rumble related. And uh, I'll uh, I'll you know this I'm, I'm kind of uh, on the fence as to how many of these guys I want you guys to name, um, but let me <laughs> see here. Um, so there is five guys who have won the Royal Rumble. Twice. And I think what I'll do is I'll say name three of them. Name three of them. Okay. Uh, as always, uh, I like to put have let our guest have the honor of going first. So, Rich, you've got the, you've got the call, man. Uh, so, is it just twice or? Just twice. Because if somebody won, like... Three times. Does that count? Yeah. Now I'll go. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and we'll. I'll go ahead and I'll make it a little bit even easier for you. Stone Cold Steve Austin is not one of them. He is the one. The only one that has won three times. Okay. Right. That. Okay. So. Cool. All right. I'm ready. Go ahead. Go. You're up. John Cena. John Cena is one. Yeah. Triple H. Triple H is one. Uh, I say Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is one. 
Okay. How many more left? You've got two left. Two left. One multiple Royal Rumbles. Batista is Batista? Batista is one of them. Woo! So you've got one left. Oh, man. All right. You said Triple H. Yep. Already said Triple H, yeah. <sighs> Sorry, can't <Take> curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's explicit, baby. Uh, Randy Orton. No. Randy, okay, okay. Shit. <sighs> Let's see. Hmm. Undertaker? No. Oh. All right. So we said Shawn Michaels, uh, John Cena, Triple H, Batista. Yep. All right. Those are the fine. There's one. There's one more dude. Mm-hmm. And he won the Royal Rumble twice. And he won the Royal Rumble twice. twice. The good thing is I can't get beat by one of you guys this time because Jerry Lawler is not a correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Zarian. Damn you. <laughs> I hope he said it like really slimy too. <laughs> I think he did. He... Uh, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I'm stalling, by the way. That's fine. That's, yeah, fine. Yeah. that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I got we got to see Jerry Lawler eat a super kick in Memphis, which like half the crowd was for last night and the other half uh, was against it. I wasn't in the against it crowd, but it's kinda nuts to see how fifty fifty the crowd was on him. Were you uh were you in the crowd? Yeah, I was at the show last night. Was it cool? Oh, it was awesome, man. SmackDown Live such a great yeah. show. Is Jerry Lawler really the stone cold of Memphis? Yeah. Yeah. Like like the like in his prime, Jerry Lawler was he like that incredible? Jerry, yes. yeah, you couldn't go five feet without seeing Jerry Lawler's picture somewhere down here in Memphis. Really? Yeah, it was. I find that I find that completely fascinating because my introduction to Jerry Lawler was the uh, the King's Court on Superstars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I was an adult. That I was like, oh wow, like this dude did like a lot of really awesome stuff. He wasn't just like like the guy who ate Bret Hart, you know? Right. It was in it, the in it, the seventies. He would sell out the Mid South Coliseum. Thirteen thousand people a week. Wow. Uh, Ric Flair. No. Oh, that was uh, that was going to be my next guess. That's a that's a great guess. Okay. Uh. Man, this is. This is tough. Edge, I don't think, won many Royal Rumbles. Said John Cena. Roman Reigns won his first one. What? He didn't. Did he win it last? No, Triple <laughs> H won it last year. Triple H beat Roman. Or Triple H, whatever. Uh, Rey Mysterio? 
No. Ah. Uh, so, let's see. <laughs> we're going to be with your answer. Yep, yep. All right. So I'm trying, I, I, I pretty much, all right, so like for the past like 11 or 10 years, my friends and my friends and I have been doing like a very serious annual rumble party where there's a lot of money on the line. And I've won, but like all the last few years are kind of fresh to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because I've never won. So, oh, all right. Bret Hart? No. Oh, stone. What well, we said, Stone Cold. Not you can't use Stone Cold. Uh, the, it was is that three strikes and you're out? I think that was your third guess. No, I didn't. Rich? I did not guess Stone Cold Steve Austin. I wasn't going to guess it. No, no, no. Well, we I already eliminated Stone Cold because uh, yeah, yeah. he's the, he he won three times. Uh, man, The Rock. No. Oh. Let's go. Let's All get right. one more guess each, and then we'll call it. One, one more guess each. One more guess each. Okay. All right. You're up, by the way. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of zone out for a second. It's gotta be like it's gotta be like an old school dude, Yoko. Not Yoko, no. Oh, man. Okay. Kevin Nash. No. Okay. Darn it. Well, it's a, Rich, we tied I'm again. Gonna, you're going to kick yourself. Okay. Well, I'm, you're going to kick yourself. I'm, I'm lining up my foot yeah. right now. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. First, I lose a trivia contest on Jerry fucking Lawler. Now I'm going to lose on Hulk fucking Hogan. Ah. Damn you, Daniel. Damn you. Yeah, turn that bullshit Hulk off. Hogan. Oh. <laughs> yeah, which, which how years? Did Hogan, yeah. How did Hogan not win, like, 15 well? That doesn't make, yeah. It, uh, God. <laughs> but that was also... Well, all right. So, like, that's an interesting thing with the Rumble. Wasn't it, like, when the Rumble was first incepted or whatever, you just won something. You didn't get Right, I you think just like won in, it. In 92, Flair won the belt, right? Right. And then mm-hmm. after that, it was number one contender. But before right. that, I think it was just, like, you just won a thing. Yeah, because uh, the, okay. the first ever winner was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. The second ever winner right. was Big John Stud. Okay. Third and fourth were Hulk Hogan. In ninety and ninety one, Hulk Hogan won the Royal Rumble. And then ninety two, did... Ric Flair won the world title. Right. Okay. Bizarre. I and like then that from that point on, like... number one contender from then on. Okay. Rich, we were, we were discussing something on our show. I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Um this week sure. on this week on Raw, they opened up with just a, uh, with a quick graphic on um, Jimmy with Jimmy Snuka, and then had a video package for him later on in the show. What were your thoughts on that? As far as just 
My my yeah. think what well, I think in my opinion, I think they maybe should have done the video package personally myself. Like like as soon as soon as the show started, I wouldn't have done the video package at all. I would have had the graphic, you know, Jimmy Snuka nineteen whatever uh-huh. to two thousand and seventeen. I would I would have done that part. I wouldn't have done the video package later in the show that, you know, with people yeah, praising. You know what it is because like we're we're kind of um, we're kind of spoiled with being like quote unquote smart fans. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's one of those things that kind of like that's where kind of wrestling messes like pro wrestling messes with your head a little bit because like all right, so the dude was on trial for murder and he was deemed unfit for trial. That's one of the biggest wrestling rumors of all time is that Vince McMahon paid off the authorities to let Jimmy Snuka slide on this murder, right? Mm-hmm. So then unfortunately, this guy passes away, and as a fan, you're kind of like, man, that sucks, like, super fly. But then there's that weird little bit where you're like, oh, man, is this guy like a murderer? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but maybe I'm just thinking too much about it. I feel like they did the right thing. They had to do it. You know, they give the little graphic. Um, he influenced so many careers, you know, yeah, like, that's true. Uh, yeah. the, the, um, the jump off the cell onto Don Morocco. Like I think Mick Foley, Tommy Dreamer, Bubba Dudley, and I think maybe somebody else are in the audience, like that specific show. So it's kind of like, it's really nuts, you know? And plus he's part of like, the whole like you know like the rock family and like right, all right. those dudes to like the Noah you know out, out of respect I'm sure they had to like do something but then there's like the other side of it where it's like all right you know yeah I think that's actually Dan uh, what Dan said almost verbatim earlier so you know mm-hmm. it's just I think it's it's going to affect different people in different ways how they approached it and it's just a slippery slope to begin with oh absolutely it's like it's it's like um it's one of those things that's like you don't really know you know like like as, as big of uh, fans as we, as we are of professional wrestling i think across the board like there's certain things that like we'll never know we weren't there you can only like read the dirt sheet so much or mm-hmm. you know formulate your own opinion on like all these like wrestling legends you know what i mean mm-hmm. my favorite one is uh if if savage um hooking up with Steph with uh with Stephanie, yeah, yeah. like I, that's the, that's like that's like my wrestling JFK assassination. Like I want to know, <laughs> I want to know what happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, that's that. I'm I'm with you right 100 percent there. I, I, that's like the JFK assassination for wrestling. You know, you know what really happened there? That and <clears> uh, the other one for me was was it Dino Bravo who was like killed by mobsters over cigarettes or something like that like smuggling cigarettes or something that part that part is not really a mystery um dino bravo was found with a hole in the back of his head while he was sitting in his recliner um in his home you know so there was no question about it he was offed by somebody and uh it was the canadian mob pretty much did it in did him yeah, in he because, was fencing you know, cigarettes i think for him or something like that yeah he was taking cigarettes from america and taking them across the border and selling them in canada crazy 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 world pro wrestling back then mm-hmm. yeah one more you know, uh, yeah even, in, you know what like even i would say within the last 20 years too like you can get some like new stuff going on like now it seems like a lot a lot of this is like safer but i feel like in the 80s it was just like such a marauding lifestyle yep where 
these dudes just fell into weird shit all the time, you know, like, or he's like, Hey buddy, listen, like you travel a lot. Uh, how about I cut you in my cigarette racket, you know? And he's like, sure. You know? And he's like, just, I don't know. It's, it's like that kind of stuff. I always, it, it's very, it's very feasible when you think about it. You know? Mm-hmm. I always like hearing Sandman tell stories about Sonny Lynch because he just sounds like he's just mentally fried and like, she was shucking this guy off while taking pills with her other hand and doing a lot of coke, and then you had another dude's cock <laughs> on her other hand and stuff like that. <laughs> I want to get your opinion on one other thing. How excited are you, Rich, for Kurt Angle going into the WWE Hall of Fame? I'm effing so juiced up for it. Like I love, I love Kurt Angle. I'm a huge Kurt Angle fan. Um, he's probably the only reason I watched TNA for a few years, like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, you know, just because like the dude's unstoppable, you know? And like, I, I always like the dude. I respect the dude. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. I hope he can pass the physical and um, make it into the rumble and then have at least a couple of matches, you know, like, yep. and, and your dream matches. I want to see Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles, you know? I want to see like a couple of like marquee moments for this dude, you know, like even if it's just like putting dudes over or or whatever it is. Completely agree. You know, there's uh, Samoa finally getting to see Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle in a WWE ring to me would be incredible. That'd be one of the guys. Their feud in TNA was one of the best feuds in TNA history. Mm hmm. You have to. I mean, um, go ahead, because I've never. I, I wasn't in TNA in those years. Okay, dude, it, it, it's like look up just like the match quality and like the stuff that both of them were just like throwing at each other, and then like another good, honest to God, like another good feud that Kurt Angle had in TNA was um, Mr. Anderson, like Ken Kennedy. Mm-hmm. That was a fantastic freaking feud, and like they really took you on like a roller coaster ride. And that's it's a shame too because like nobody freaking saw it, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's it's such a shame. But now, hopefully, there'll be millions upon millions of seeing it at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be fun. Well, Rich, where can folks find you on Twitter, our social media? Uh, you can find me at BTC Rich on Twitter, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, if you want to podcast, yeah, of course hey, you got to have follow at Matt Min podcast. Mainly, I love following y'all for just being able to read the tweets you guys send out during during events. They're they're, they're fun. They're fun. They're fun reads. Well, thank you very much. Oh, not a problem. So we're gonna do a quick Memphis wrestling moment if you're up for it, and you can tell me what you think. Sure. Okay. Let me get my. I've got music <laughs> queued up for this. So hold on. Got some old USWA championship wrestling music here. All right. NWA Wrestling presents Monday Night Wrestling. Randy Fargo versus Bill Costello. The interns with Dr. Ken Ramsey versus Tommy Rich and Wayne Petty. NWA Southern Tag Team title match. Tommy Gilbert and Bearcat Brown versus Dan and Al Green. Gilbert and Brown were the champions then. You might know Tommy Gilbert's son, as the late great Eddie Gilbert, one of the greatest heels in professional in, in Memphis professional wrestling. Professor Tanaka and David Schultz with Sam Bass versus Tojo Yamamoto and Bill Dundee. In the main event, the NWA Southern Heavyweight Championship belt held up Ricky Gibson versus Jerry Lawler with Sam Bass. 
Lawler is the winner. Jerry Lawler won by disqualification over Ricky Gibson in the featured ballot in the Mid-South Coliseum before 5,301 fans last night. In other matches, Buddy Wayne stopped Randy Fargo, Tommy Gilbert, and Bearcat Brown beat Tommy Rich and Wayne Petty. The match between the interns and Don and Al Green was stopped and declared no contest. And Tojo Yamamoto and Bill Dundee won via disqualification over Professor Tanaka and David Schultz. So, yeah, Rich, back in the day, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing Jerry Lawler's face. I mean, it's it's, it's really crazy looking back. Um, I've recommended it to Andrew. I think he's watched some of it on Amazon. There's a movie called Memphis Heat, The True Story of Memphis Wrestling. Uh, Check it out. Highly recommend it. I will check it out. You know what's fascinating is that, like, when I was, I'll be the first to admit it, because, like, you know, I grew up in New York, so, like, I'm pretty much, like, you know, all we had was, like, WWF. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, when I was a kid, just, like, watching Southern Wrestling and being, like, this is too real. You know, like, Mm -hmm. these are men. I have no, there's no common ground between me and these people. Let me watch the cartoons on this show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like what kid doesn't love Hogan? But I can remember like seeing somebody like Harley Race and being like, ah, that's like that guy's kind of like beat up my dad or something. I don't want to watch this. You know. <laughs> um, but as an adult, I appreciate it like so much more. You know, yeah. like I think like in my mid twenties, I was like, ah, oh, this is freaking incredible. You know, like and, and that's I think like the realness at that point sold it for me. You know. <laughs> It's it really was such an incredible show down here. We had Channel Five TV on Saturday mornings, and then you had Monday night at the Coliseum, and then professional wrestling or the WWE had to do Monday night television wrestling, and people didn't have to leave their homes to see wrestling anymore, and that killed the Memphis territory. So, okay. Well, what's so, what's so funny is is like though um, when guys would leave the Memphis territory. Um, I've heard several of the guys that, uh, you know, that are old timers from, you know, back in the heydays and everything, Bill Dundee, I've talked with him, you know, Jerry Lawler tells the same stories and everything. (laughs) They go out and they go up to New York, you know, and then they say, the New York people tell them, and don't do any of that Memphis crap, <laughs> you know, because the, the Memphis crap was just wild out brawling style. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you you go back and you look at some of the Memphis stuff and none of the guys were putting headlocks on half the time. Fifty percent of the match was punching the living shit out of one another. <laughs> well, you know, and you know who's a big fan of old professional wrestling in Memphis, don't you, Rich? I was gonna say like uh, like Jado and Gato from uh, New Japan. Gato, a huge Southern wrestling fan. Well, Gato over there is like a is, he. That's why he runs New Japan, kind of like Memphis, as far as the style yeah. goes. So Gato is just a major Memphis fan, which is cool. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. Memphis was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I can listen to you guys talk all day. Yeah, well, I I mean, you know, I it's. It was just so much fun as a kid getting to walk into the Memphis Coliseum and just getting to see these guys go kick the living shit out of each other every night. And then there was always this expectation of Jerry Lawler throwing fireballs in people's faces. And it was – I I could talk for hours on end about Memphis professional wrestling. And Dan was actually a professional wrestler in Memphis. Just He just missed the USWA Power Pro Memphis wrestling days, but – He's gotten to meet Yo, people. Wow. He's gotten to wrestle like Bobby Eaton. Uh, uh, you've had he's had matches with Bill Dundee. 
Uh, and Dan, you can make any pull you want to right now. <laughs> but he's. I'm I'm good. I'm you know, I, uh, the two name the two names that I loved wrestling the most were the two you just mentioned. So, <laughs> I mean, he got to mid, he got to wrestle a member of the Midnight Express, probably one of the greatest tag teams of all time, and that's a whole beautiful thing. Bobby. That must have been a lot of fun. Do what? Yeah. That that must have been a lot of fun. It was. So uh, it was it was definitely uh, and I actually I actually got to pin Bobby Eaton, which was insane for me. The the oh, thirteen wow. year old kid on the thirteen year old kid on the inside of me was going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Well, as we like to end every episode, we like to do superstar of the week. So guys, I'm gonna ask you who is your superstar of the week. <laughs> That's another little fun thing about this show. <laughs> uh Dan, who's your superstar of the week? Mickey James for making her return. Very nice, very nice. I gotta say, Mickey James in tight blue spandex is very easy on the eyes. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, Mickey James in just about anything is easy on the eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was I, I, that was really fun seeing her return at SmackDown last night and getting to see it live. You know, it's it's crazy some of the returns I've gotten to see in Memphis Live because Jericho, you know, when they're doing that whole creepy video vignettes with the little boy and little girl, and that ended up mm-hmm. being the debut of Jericho, he actually came out that night in Memphis, and that's when he returned and did his no-speaking gimmick. Man, oh, uh, wow. I yeah. got to tell you, too, uh, if you, I, I, got, I got curious about Mickey one time, and I said, you know, I need to Google Alexa Lurie, Alexis Lurie, because that's what she was when she showed up in TNA when she first started out. And what showed up at the top of the search was a video of her getting her ass kicked in near the ticket booth of TNA by Jeff Jarrett of all people. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> and I mean, it did not look it did not look pretty at all. I mean, it was literally a guy beating up a girl, and it was it was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I think he beat her up and threw her in the bed of a truck or something, and Whoa. it was crazy. Creepy. <clears throat> Rich, who you got for your Superstar of the Week, man? My Superstar of the Week is AJ Styles. A, a great pick. What happened? I just said a great pick. Um, I will say AJ this week because the dude just needs to show up. He doesn't have to do anything else at this point. you know. And mm-hmm. like The fact that he's so... He's so respected by the fans is like beyond me. You know, like I've been I've been an eighty thousand fan since like two thousand four, and it's the coolest thing is like a fanboy to see like the, the dude that you love just be like have the greatest year pretty much in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. But I got a question for you guys. Okay, okay, so the pop and the reaction he got is it because he's a fellow Southerner, or you think it has like a little more to do with? The respect. So I feel like I feel you know like they're in Memphis last night. I feel like you know there's a little bit of both. I think it's just I wouldn't say it's because he's Southern at all. Um, I okay. think I think it's just because he's a popular dude and people, you know, he cuts a, he cuts a great promo and his matches. I don't. He hasn't had a bad match since he's joined the WWE. Freaking last year at the Royal Rumble. We're coming up on the one year anniversary of AJ Styles and the WWE. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, my superstar of the week. Oh, I'm going to go with uh, Jack Gallagher for winning that I forfeit match at 205 last night. It was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a fun match. 
I love the fact that like an umbrella can be an intimidating weapon now in the WWE in the hands of a right person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think Vince McMahon must love that dude simply because like Vince loves vaudeville you know like he's a big like old-timey humor guy he's yeah, like, like, yeah, like yeah. kind of like a carny like circus guy and i feel like he just saw took one look at him and was like that's him that's the guy oh let's give him an umbrella oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know I, I i got to watch that match live last night um and the part where they put a mic in his face asked him to quit and he starts screaming you are a rotten scoundrel, and it made the crowd chant, "You're a scoundrel!" Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just something fun and different in the WWE, and I think he's really taken a ball and ran with it with with what he's been given. Oh, absolutely. So, Rich, I want to thank you for coming on and joining us here for a little bit, and uh, uh, we all we will definitely talk to you next time, man. I really do appreciate it. Awesome, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you again. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I like, uh, I like coming on. Well, yeah. Well, next time, I'm going to dedicate one time we'll have you come on. We're just going to do – we'll just tell you a whole bunch of Memphis wrestling stories. How about that? That would be great. <laughs> All right. That would be great. All right, Rich. Well, thank you so much, man. Good time, right, you, later, Rich. Guys. Later. Yep. Later. Take care. Folks, that is going to be it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. And leave us some comments, and we will read them on the air. You have been listening to the Oversell Podcast. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.